Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Oh, oh, oh. The following is a presentation of the Belly Up Sports Media Network. And good evening. Happy Valentine's Day. Welcome to No Credentials Required, where you don't need a press pass to talk sports. We are presented by Billy Up Sports in association with Godzilla Media. And we want to thank you for watching. If you're watching live, thank you. If you're watching on the replay, we, we, we appreciate you watching. Or if you listen on the podcast, we also appreciate you. To my right, my broadcast partner, the man who hosted a most excellent Super Bowl party on Sunday, Dustin Henry. Dustin, how are we doing tonight? Oh, doing all right. Doing all right. Thank you for the kind words, sir. I will tell you, I'm a little scared uh, of myself because the speed with which I devoured three tacos and a bunch <laughs> of tortilla chips and M&Ms before I got onto the show, I mean, I probably would have. I, I look like Joey Chestnut in there. I'm glad I live alone. Nobody, nobody would could see it. Nobody has witnessed the slovenness of Dustin. Yeah, yeah. but I, I, I am uh, super glad you were able to make it. Glad to have you. Uh, how are you tonight, sir? I'm doing all right. You know, it's uh, it's Valentine's Day, and uh, while I might not have a special someone out there, you know, I do appreciate uh, the people, the the love of people around me, my friends, my family. Yes. You know, it's it's nice to be it's nice to be at least you know uh, Valentine's doesn't have to be like a one day thing. You know, you don't you don't yeah. have to you don't need one day out of the year just to tell somebody you love them. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it's 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 all right. How about well, what was your what was your Valentine's Day like there, Dustin? Besides uh, besides down in a bunch of M and M's and nuts uh, and yeah. tacos and chips, <laughs> it was it was pretty much you know just another day. Came home from work and and just I am in a similar situation to you right now. Uh, I don't currently have a Valentine, but uh, actually Kimberly A. Martin on ESPN this morning put it very well. Uh, she said pretty much what you said. She said as long as you. Remind somebody that you love them. The other three sixty four. I'll give you a pass on Valentine's Day. She said, you know. So yeah. it's a, right. you know, it's kind of a thing. Do it all year round. Do it as much as you can when you're thinking about it, because uh, life is crazy. That's true. That's true. Before we get into the episode, we're going to talk about the Super Bowl. We're going to do our wrap up. But but first, we got to remind you a little bit of business to take care of. Down below our socials: Twitter, Instagram, and the very rarely used TikTok at NoCredsREQ, Facebook.com forward slash NoCredsREQ, and YouTube.com forward slash at NoCredsREQ. While you're on Facebook and while you're on tick, on uh, YouTube, why don't you do us a favor? Smash that like button. Smash responsibly. <laughs> yes. And if you're listening on the podcast side, subscribe to the podcast. Our home base is megaphone but you can also find us on apple podcast spotify spreaker google play iHeartRadio, wherever you podcast and if you'll be so kind as to rate our podcast five stars is always preferable and you can also leave a review we might even read it on the air so before we go uh before we go on with our episode uh, i actually i do have a couple th- actually oh wait if you're listening if you're watching live i forgot to add i've you know i've been waiting all day for the sound dust oh here we go now the harvest has got the angels are above us we got to play the sound you know if you want <laughs> we want your comments engaged with the show here's that magical magical sound here we go 
There we go. Right. Cupid That's is right. flying around, maybe with the harp today. Cupid might be <laughs> shooting his arrows at you right now. But I, and, uh, one more thing before we go to our Super Bowl wrap up, I actually did make some valentines of the both of us, not separately, separately <laughs> before before we went on air. So I do want to share uh, these Valentine's cards. So this will be a little bit embarrassing, but at least I want to give a. Uh, give a share so this is me this is my card right for Thomas predicts a date with him in your future <laughs> now the true mystery is who is ryan giving this one to the world may never know just like just like how many licks does it take to get to the center of a, a tootsie roll pop the world the world may never, never know, know. there are some things that a man has to keep close to his best and this is one true this is true <laughs> this is true now for dustin there we go. Ladies, look at that. Look at that man. Dustin knows you're a big fan of his. Happy birthday. Well, look at that. We got the roses. We got the roses. We got everything. You got the ro- you got the rose and the roses. My yeah. goodness. You're yeah, and profiling. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know, I, I know quite a few. Um, well, really only one huge fan of rose. So the card is kind of fitting. I am not a fan of rose. I tried it. I tried it. Didn't like it. Didn't like it, but Rose has yeah. its has its fans. So we'll po- actually I'll post these on the Instagram and the Twitter pages after the show. So uh, but we're going to continue on with our Super Bowl wrap up. And Dustin, I don't know about you, but this was a tale of two halves. It really was. It really was because I, you know, and I and let me just say, let me just say, if you're listening, Jared, if you're watching, if you listen later on the on the on the podcast side of things. I'm sorry. I know you I know you were very disappointed when I picked your Eagles, but I just felt the Eagles had a much more balanced team and in the first half, Peter Brady there in the first half, <laughs> that was kind of playing out. You know, the Chiefs were keeping it close, but Philly looked like the better team. And then the second half happened. You have to give it to the Chiefs because whatever adjustments they did at halftime, which I've heard, I've heard the argument. Some players say that nothing happens at halftime. It's really just like a BS, like no major adjustments are made. But then other people say that there really are adjustments and things do happen. So, um, but whatever whatever happened at the second half, the Chiefs got together and they figured out okay. The offensive line really came together for the Chiefs in the second half, and they were able to protect Mahomes. Um, They were able to protect him for a lot of this game. I I thought that uh, Philly's defense would be able, and their pass rush, would be able to generate more uh, pressure, and I thought Hassan Reddick would get himself involved in the game. And the Chiefs kept it close enough, and then you could kind of see at the end of the game that the Chiefs' experience – Kind of, um, kind of made itself known. You know, they've been in a lot of in a lot of postseason games. They've got some players with a lot of postseason uh, experience now, and um, credit to the Chiefs for adjusting at the second half and and really coming up with a great game plan. I mean, you, you got to take your hat off to them, and that's why that's why they're hoisting the Lombardi Trophy again. We already got some comments in the section in the comment section. Rod uncensored. What's up, fellas? Not much, Rod. Hey, we're just how's talking. It going? We're just talking Super Bowl. We're just wrapping up the Super Bowl. And Jeff S says, "Hey, glad I made it. Hey, glad you made it too, Jeff." So yeah, this was definitely a a, a two half game. Uh, the Eagles looked tremendous in the first half. They oh yeah, on every four out of the five drives they had, they scored. And Jalen Hurts was looking like every bit of the MVP candidate who was. I argue a lot of arguments that he could should have won the award. I thought yeah. he should have won the award. Yeah. It wasn't uh, it was up to the voters. The voters voted differently, but yeah. He was looking like every bit of the of the M, of the MVP candidate he was during the season during the first half. Yeah, he I mean he really continued to impress me. Um because uh, correct me if I'm wrong. Now I was I was up and around and doing some things. I saw a lot of the game, but full confession, I did not see all of the game because you know we're socializing, we're having fun, and most importantly, we're eating. But Jalen Hurts, yes. 
he scored uh, a few rushing touchdowns, and he really just was making three all- rushing touchdowns. The yeah. Super Bowl tied a Super Bowl record. And but he also, I mean, I know that they didn't have, you know. He was making the passes that he need to make, though. He was yes. really – I mean, a couple of those He throws, was dropping dimes. Yes. I would, uh, specifically, there's a throw to A.J. Brown that I remember. He put that precisely where only A.J. Brown could get it. It was uncanny mm-hmm. accuracy. So he really – and 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 I know, Eagles fans, you're feeling dejected. You're feeling uh, – you know, you might, you might be feeling a little down – Jalen Hurts is your guy, and he will be your guy for a long time. He he had that Bama in him all all game long. <laughs> <laughs> shout out! To, <laughs> I'm not I'm not going to finish. No, that don't one. give him a shout out. I'm not going to finish that one. <laughs> don't, don't give that guy a shout out. He does not deserve a shout out. No, no. Oh my god! I couldn't even finish that one with a straight face. Guys, guys <laughs> pouring strychnine and killing trees. <laughs> Idiot. <laughs> oh, man. I know. Fan- fandom gives you, makes you crazy sometimes. You know. I, I mean, know. I don't. I mean, as I get older, I don't let it get to me as much any as much as I used no, to. No, no, you can't. But and I, that's a whole nother. I mean, between the yes. Philly fans riding, I mean, they would have rioted regardless yes. if they yes. won or lost. That's dope. They were they were flipping car. They were flipping police cars before the game. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Why? Why? Man, Philly fans. They they and we and we know a lot of good people that are Philly fans. But man, yes. uh, they do not they do not come by that reputation lightly. You know the reputation <laughs> that they that they have. It's it's there for a reason because you got some really overly passionate people i'll put it that way that's the nicest way i can put it yeah for sure for sure and you know i'm a fan i'm a fan but i'm not a fanatic i'm a fan and, Je- mm-hmm. and actually just put it nicely it says fandom can become equals fanatic yeah yeah if, if, if we let if you let it if you let it play a big part of your too big a part of your life then yes absolutely yeah and it, it, it borderlines on dangerous which is which is not great, but yeah. Um, yeah. But, and I, and I gotta admit it makes, it makes watching the game more, more fun for me now. I mean, I, the Seahawks have always been important to me because I wasn't born into being a Seahawks fan. Like I was mm-hmm. the Yankee fan. I chose the Seahawks to this day. I still don't really fully understand why, but I chose them. And uh, when they would lose a game, I would I would admit my mood would be affected on Sundays. I would want to I wouldn't want to watch the rest of football. I'd turn it off and I'm just like, hey, why do you care so much about this? And you know, kind of did a self-assessment. And there is a time if 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 my buddy Derek is out there watching the show, doubtful. He has two, he has two young sons. He's a very busy man, working a lot Shout of over Derek. But I went with him to Smoky Bones to watch. The Seahawks played the Packers years ago. I think it was 2014 or 15 when they played Green Bay. Mm-hmm. And they were down hopelessly towards the end of that game. And they had the freak series of events where they recovered the onside kick. I went from dejected to elated in the span of minutes. And I couldn't contain myself. I was screaming. Mm-hmm. And uh, it got to the point where I felt a little lightheaded because I was so. <laughs> and now, now I look back. I was in my mid twenties. Like whatever, I'll do. I was in my twenties when this happened, and now, as a man who is approaching forty, I look back at that and I'm embarrassed about how I acted. And that was a positive moment, you know. <laughs> we have an appearance by the show mascot tag along here. Oh, there he is. He's come to say hello to everybody. Get, get out of my tea. You can't have my tea. It's just my tea. <laughs> trying to get there my tea. He there he is. But yeah, there's Tech Along right there. There you go, bud. <laughs> he likes his camera time. He does like his camera time. It's in his contract. It's in his contract. Yeah. But yeah. yeah, first half, Eagles were darn near perfect mm-hmm. on all, all aspects of the ball. I mean, defensively, yeah. I mean, they had a couple of uh, moments there. I mean, the great thing about it, I knew it was going to be a good game. When both teams scored on their first drives, yeah, that's how yeah. I knew this was going to be a really good game. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I and and it and it was refreshing too because you know, when you get a Super Bowl result like that, there are times and I know that there's Bengals fans and there's Bills fans and there's and there's uh, I'm trying to think of some of the others. Well, I don't think anybody really on the NFC side, maybe maybe Niners fans, you know. Not, yeah. They're arguing that the best teams didn't make it to the to the game. And this game, to me, proved that the best two Whatever. teams in the NFL made it through. Uh, yeah. it, you know, this is one of those times where and, – and, you know, there's times where teams get hot, like the Giants. They entered in that wild card, that wild card, um, and they had to win all those games on the road. And mm-hmm. it was because they had been playoff tested pretty much the end of this regular season was the playoffs for them. I think, I think that year from week 13 on every game was like a playoff game because they had to get in. Uh, so I know scenarios like that happened, but this game was, was so good that I, I thought to myself, I said, okay, the best two teams did get there. Both of the teams that deserve to be there were there. And it was nice. Yeah. It was nice because it was just as someone who didn't have a dog in the fight, it was a compelling game. And that's all I wanted. That's the best part of, about this. If you don't have a dog in the fight, you can just sit back and enjoy the game. Oh, that's yeah. What, and that's what we did. I think that everybody, everybody, all of us who watched at your house just had a good time watching the game. Unless you're, you know, unless, unless you didn't care. But yeah, if you were just there for the commercials or Rihanna's concert. Yeah. At, at, at halftime, which was okay, it wasn't the best one, it yeah, wasn't the best well, halftime show ever, but no, she did an okay job. It wasn't, but I mean, I confession time. If I could send that Valentine to anyone and and think that she would actually respond, I'd send it to Riri. I have a thing for Riri, <laughs> so she she would have to fall on her face pretty bad for me to be like, hey. <laughs> That hey, don't good. sell yourself short, man. But, Come on. <laughs> no, no, I'm just saying like uh, you know, she could have she could have had a subpar by her standards performance and I would have been like, "Hey, still great. No, still great." It but, seemed a bit toned down because we found out later she was pregnant yes, again. Yes. So, that's why it seemed a bit toned down from what she I guess she usually performs. So, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm hoping next year will be a you know, we've had we've had R&B, we've had rap the last couple of years. I want to see a rock concert. Yeah. Next. Yeah. Next. It's been we've a had long country. Time. It's been a while since we've had a rock, since mm-hmm. we've had a, a genuine rock show. And for the love of God, no Green Day. Please. <laughs> not Green Day. Hey, they would it's probably play, they would probably play their instruments now, though. They would probably get out there and play their instruments. <laughs> I I've seen them I've seen them live. It's been a lot of years, but I saw them back in 2002 for the Big Day Out tour, and they were they were good they were good. But I understand Ryan, especially after American Idiot, they were everywhere all the time. <laughs> you know how I would like to see in concert. I would like to have see the, the, the halftime Super Bowl show. Who's that? Rammstein. Rammstein. Oh, <laughs> it would literally blow the roof off the place. Little, little, <laughs> little, uh, Shensalt, uh, Du Duhast. Oh man, that, that, that takes me back. <laughs> Deutschland, Auslander. Come on. Come on. Make it happen at NFL. We need this show. I might, I might stream it on, I might stream it on after Apple music after the show. Now go down, go down memory lane a little bit. Yeah. Right. (laughs) Well, what was your, to me, uh, rise the, the, (laughs) the, the key adjustment was, uh, the chiefs protecting Mahomes and then just, you know, kind of getting the offense going, making, making the right decisions to get the offense going. What was your key? Um, I just want to ask, hey, Bishop Bullwinkle, yeah. did the uh, Chiefs allow any sacks to the Eagles in this game? Woo! Little worship in here. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. you know, you know, I got to say this. The unsung heroes of this game was that Chiefs offensive line. Because yes. not only did the Chiefs outrun, they did they, not only did they outrush the Eagles on offense. They had 158 yards to like 119. They allowed no sacks. Yeah, Clean that sheet. vaunted defense, uh, that defensive line of the Eagles, 
underrated. Creed Humphrey anchoring the offensive line. We we really need to have a separate MVP for the offensive line. I it's I mean I'm biased because I played offensive line, so yeah, I have a little yeah. bit of bias there. But I really think that the 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 Chiefs uh, offensive line deserves some sort of recognition outside of just a unit. Creed Humphrey, I, I would like to see one year on offensive line and get MVP. But other than that unit, Nick Burton was everywhere. Yes. Everywhere in this game. Everywhere. And if, if they didn't go to Mahomes, I wish it would have gone to Nick 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 Bolton. Mm-hmm. I yeah, should have deserved MVP honors. Yes, he was, I mean, he was all over the broadcast, you know. And for people that watch maybe casual football fans, I mean, hell, I wasn't very familiar with Nick Bolton at all, but no. His name, his name was everywhere that broadcast. By the end of that, people knew who Nick Bolton was. That's how mm-hmm. big of an impact he had on that, on that game. You just heard his name everywhere, and I and I'm sorry for the joke that I made that he was Bolton down the sideline. I'm very sorry about it. I did it. <laughs> Not proud of it, but but. Uh, yeah, it's and and I have to ask you because we talked about this. I think all the way back in maybe week four, I'm trying to remember, but Eric Bieniemy and Patrick Mahomes had a little bit of an exchange. That's right. And you and I, we both mentioned, why does Eric Bieniemy not have a job yet? And if he doesn't get at least consideration for some of the coaching jobs, which a, a couple already filled up today, will yeah. it, it, we have one more open. And if he doesn't even get brought in for interviews after the performance that his Chiefs, his Chiefs, Chiefs offense has had, it's one of two things. There's either something about him that people just aren't, you know, there's something about him that are that is giving some people pause, or he doesn't get enough credit because people think that Andy Reid is is the architect of that offense. I have two theories about that. A, he could be a really bad interview. You could have yeah, a, a terrible interview, which is why you don't get considered for the job. Or B, mm-hmm. he's waiting out Andy Reid to return. And once he retires, he's uh, going to be named the co- he's the coach and he's the coach in waiting. I think uh, he's the coach the in waiting. Old- once Andy Reid retires. He gets the job. He gets the spot. That, that could be it. That could be it. Now, the only other example recently that I remember of that, and it did not work out well, was the Mike Holmgren passing the Seahawks, the keys to the Seahawks to Jim Mora Jr. Ooh. Those are not those are not years that I like to look upon uh, fondly. Where's, where's <laughs> Jim Mora Jr. now? Is is he at UConn or some Eastern College? Yeah, He's I don't know school. because last I knew he was at like UCLA, but then I think he got let go from there. I'm trying to remember, and and nothing personal, Jim Mora Jr. It's just that yeah, uh, he's he's at UConn. Okay, so he's at UConn now. Okay, he's at UConn. Let me see what his record is because he let's see he, he took over that position. UConn, I believe, was in the American Conference, and then they got then they went independent. <laughs> Oh, oh, and geez. they did. They had a really big slip down. So let's see. Yep, yep. University of Connecticut hired Moore as its head football coach on November 11th, 2021. This is uh, on Wikipedia. On November 12th, 2022, UConn beat 19th ranked Liberty 36 33, improving the record to six and five. So they were bowl eligible. Okay. Oh, okay. So they were bowl right. eligible this year. I believe they went to a bowl. So. Not well, so good for them, I guess. Yeah, I guess, I guess. But that's and and I know, I know. There's, I wish I was into college football more, you know, because I feel like I'm lacking a big um, chunk of knowledge, especially like people like you and 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 Josh and others at this network that follow it. I feel like you have a leg up because you know who who you know things about the players that teams are drafting. You know what I'll have to do? Oh, good, good. Finish your thought, and I have an and, idea. And it, and it just is. I just I can't get into it though because there's too many bowls. There's so many bowls, <laughs> but they're, they're, they're like a lot of teams get to a bowl game because there's a lot of bowls, man. Yeah, yeah. I I think we need to get somebody like Jake Crane or David Cohn or Blaine Crane on the show to give you 
to get to psych you up for college football because those guys on Crane and Company they are absolutely nuts mm-hmm. about college football. I think if they get you to really look into it and get thinking about it, maybe they might be able to get you excited. We had Jake. We actually had Jake Crane on our football super show. Yeah, the roundtable uh, right back in July, back in January. He was on for the college football segment. So mm-hmm. to reach out to him and get him uh get him well, and that, talk that was college football. Did- that was what got me, you know, I'm like, man, I'm really missing listening to those guys because while I was waiting to, for the NFL uh, segment to start, I, I was listening. I was like, man, these guys have a lot of knowledge. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and, and people do say the tailgating at college is second to none. You know, I have been to a few tailgates and they are fun. I did a, I, I did a breakfast uh, tailgate at Penn state uh, a bunch of years back. I went to visit my friend, Laura, um, and she went she was attending as a grad student she was attending there and her her i I know her parents from my church so we all went down and her dad and mom brought uh apple cider donuts and they brought they made egg sandwiches so it was a good time oh man don't forget we the last time we went to to metlife stadium we tailgated too yes we did yes we did you brought you brought i think the meat scott brought the table and some beers we had it we had it going Dave brought his grill. <laughs> that was a feast. That was a feast. And we had a famous parking pass. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Mr. Uh, Storch. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Thank you very much. Hey, Eli Mr. Storch, if you're out there and you're watching, thank big you. Fans. We're big fans <laughs> of you. So let's get to some comments here in the set in the comments section. We got uh, Kevin Wilson, uh, fellow yes. Seahawks fan. What happened to the Eagles pass rush? Yeah. Kevin hits it on the nose. We talked about it. We thought that they were going to be, we thought that that was going to be one of the difference makers. Yep. And the Kansas city chiefs offensive line, the unsung heroes of the day, uh, they shut them down. Uh, Jeff says, uh, he actually pointed us at Kevin Wilson says, what if the turf played a factor? That's a great question. Generally hit excuses, but turf didn't look great. Same for both teams, but come on NFL. It's a fair yeah. point. I mean, the turf, the turf did look kind of squiffy, especially of the painted oversides. But yes, uh, and for the biggest there were a couple plays, there were a couple plays that did impact it. But but I think as the game went on, it didn't really get. It, it didn't really. It, I think they did a good job repairing it after the halftime show to make it playable. Well, and also, also these players are professionals, right? So they adjusted the best they could. But I will say, I think, I think it did play a factor, especially early. It seemed like both teams yep. were stumbling everywhere, and there are multiple players on both teams that came out and said it was the worst field they'd ever played on. So it definitely wasn't up to snuff. Not for, not for the biggest game of the year, uh, I would say. Wise I'll have faith from the stuck stuck in my mind podcast. He says, hello, gentlemen. What's up, Wise? Uh, we got some more. Ke- uh, Jeff wants Nickelback <laughs> for a halftime show. Kevin Ooh. wants the Scorpions. Oh, yeah. Another rock German us. band. Yeah, rock us like a hurricane, man. Come on. All right. The winds of change. Yeah, man. the winds of change are blowing through. <laughs> All right. Done. Let's go down to Gorky Park. Yeah. Uh, Jeff says those tough runs by Pacheco and catches by Tony and the punt return was huge. We'll, we'll actually we'll address that in just a minute or two. Uh, it was a huge help. Casey became more than just Mahomes and Kelsey. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, it's just it's just more than them. They've got a lot of supporting characters on that in that wide receiving and uh, running back uh, locker uh, in that locker locker uh, running back room. Yep. Yep. Jeff also says, well, yeah, Andy Reid is known to be offensive genius. Be like be his offensive. OC is like Belichick's DC in some ways. Yeah, it's true. People true, wonder how much true. the fingerprint is on it. Um, yeah, I mean the coach, the, the head coach has a final say in play. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's Andy Reid's system. Bienemy facil- facilitates it, but I wonder how much him, input he re- he actually has. Yeah. Now here's the big shame. I was surprised that Bienemy didn't get offered the Colorado head coaching job before Deion Sanders picked that up. Yeah, you know, that's that is a bit surprising because you educated me about the about about the fifth down, you know, Um, and you have a prominent uh, alumni. But, you know, there's something I think Colorado, they just they knew that Deion Sanders would get recruits to that school for sure. Just off just off name value. And I know there's there's some Deion Sanders haters out there. I am not one of them. 
Uh, the man has clearly proven he can coach as well yes. and motivate motivate people. And, and hey, Dion, if you're uh, if you're watching or listening, come on down. Yeah, I know Crenshaw's Aquarius. We're happy to oh, have we'd, you. We'd be happy we'd to have love you. to have you. We we <laughs> oh no oh not only head coach of Colorado but oh, former Albany Colony Yankee. Ah, yes, that's right. Yes. Mm-hmm. AC mm-hmm. Yankees. We'll, have to, we'll have to ask him about his cup of coffee here, in, uh, <laughs> here in, <laughs> at Heritage Park yeah. back in the day. Yeah. Hey, hey, Dion, what are your memories of Heritage Park? And we'll take him <laughs> over to the site and he can just look at the, you know, the flat land that is Heritage <laughs> Park. Now, I drive by it every day. That's a little hint to where my day job is, but I drive by it every day. <laughs> Kevin says, uh, Eric, in regards to Eric Bieniemy, he's interviewed for over ten head coaching jobs and hasn't been hired. It leads you to conclude he doesn't interview well. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Fair, yeah. You could argue that. Fair point. Ryan. Ryan brought that up as well. That that uh, could be that could be a contributing factor. But there's definitely something going on. There is definitely whether it's perception or reality. There's something because you could see the Eagles who are the who. Great team in the NFL this year, but they're the losing team in the Super Bowl. And their offensive coordinator and defensive coordinator both got tabbed for head coaching jobs now. Mm-hmm. 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 All right. So we're going to take a quick commercial break from what with our friends at Invader Coffee. So stick around for more No Credentials Required. This episode of No Credentials Required is brought to you by Invader Coffee. For the coffee lover who wants good quality coffee with no bullshit and no filler, Invader Coffee is an ultra-premium, veteran-owned coffee company proudly delivering only the best coffee your hard-earned money can buy. They aim to only serve the highest quality organic air-roasted coffee beans sourced from free trade farms all over the world. They keep things simple, the best coffee at an affordable price in order to provide you with the value you deserve for your morning boost. 100% fair trade, 100% organic coffee beans, 100% air-roasted, 100% money-back guarantee. Visit invadercoffee.com, enter promo code BELLYUP at checkout, and receive 15% off your order. That's right, folks. Get yourself some premium roasted coffee made by veterans of the United States Armed Forces. Links in the description on both Facebook and YouTube. It'll also be in the description on our on our podcast episode. So uh, I actually got myself the uh, uh, the donut dealer. In the mail yesterday. Ah, excellent, excellent. I didn't have to go to the. I didn't have to go to the uh, local <laughs> post office like you did last <laughs> last week, and I get get a weird look. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Pick up a package with chocolate lust on it. You know, the, <laughs> she gave me a sideways eye, but I, I, it's coffee. It's coffee. Well, maybe man. she was giving that sideways eye to be your Valentine, Dustin. Maybe, maybe, <laughs> maybe. I mean, it would have been like a week early, but hey, you never know. That's true. That's true. We we, I, I, we could have not been not, not had a recording tonight because nothing could have been on a date. But otherwise, yeah. anyway, <laughs> Invader Coffee, fuel for the fearless. Not only do you help the show by going into the descri- going into the link on the description, ordering some coffee, you can also save fifteen percent on your order by using promo code BellyUp. So save yourself some coin and help the show out. Yeah, I'm gonna go on after the show and get some K cups for work. So nice. Here we go. Nice. So let's continue to talk about this Super Bowl. And I got to give a big shout out to James Bradbury. I watched the replay before the game, or before before we went on, excuse me. And in the first half, he got away with a hold on Juju Smith Schuster. Mm-hmm. The second half, that hold contributed to the final points of the game. Yeah. And I got to give him credit because he said this during the press conference. I'm going to paraphrase here. It's not a direct quote. He said, yeah, I thought I could get away with it. Mm-hmm. I thought I could get away with a hold call. That was a good call. And you didn't see any argument on the sidelines. You didn't see any, Nick, nope. you didn't see Nick Sirianni going, what the F? Yeah. Uh, although I was expecting at least uh, five or six F bombs while he was on TV. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that was my over. That was my over. I went for the over. I didn't get it. Uh, but, but you could see that that final call, and you could argue. I've, I've heard a lot about the how the NFL is rigged, how the NFL is 
you know, it's 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 just a it's just you know they wanted the right team to win the Super Bowl because they didn't want the wrong team to win the Super Bowl. It's like who cares who would have won the Super Bowl? I would have been happy with for either team because yeah. it's not the Patriots. Yeah, <laughs> first of all. Yep. And secondly, this was a great game. It I mean, really you could was. question that call, but it was the right call. You could see it what was, was. going to. Ha- you could see based on the final, based on the two scoring plays that the Chiefs had that they went ahead by one. Actually, they went up. They went ahead by eight. They it was the same pattern. It was the same pattern when they had the they had the man in motion, and they come back and he cut back and come back came back up and curled uh, to the pylon. So it's the same exact play that was going to happen. So regardless of whether or not Bradbury held him, it was going to be a score. Yeah, yeah, and I mean that's the thing. It was big of James Bradbury to come out and admit that, like you said, because people have been all over the officiating anyway. And has it been the best this year? Candidly, no. But did I think that – I th- when I first looked at it, I said, oh, that's, that's ticky-tacky. But then when I saw the replays, I'm like, yeah, he, he grabbed them. There's no denying that. He, right. he grabbed them. And the thing is – the thing is, if you if you don't call that, if you don't call that, then it becomes a focus because it says, well, he clearly held them, clearly held them, and it changed the outcome of the it changed the outcome of the game. Like, why didn't you call that? So it could go either way, you know, with calls like that. And uh, I did have to admit, though, there there was something that I saw. It was uh, somebody put it out today. Uh, on Instagram, I saw this. It was a Valentine's Day card, and it had James Bradbury on it, and it said to um, Juju Smith-Schuster, and it said, I'll hold you when it matters. Love, James. <laughs> it, was, it was pretty good. <laughs> it was pretty good. <laughs> yeah, that, that was pretty good. That was pretty good. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. But uh, I don't I – don't, To me, the outcome of the game, and I know that there's Eagles fans that are probably not going to want to hear this, but to me... They'll be outside flipping cars after the show. uh, Yeah. The (laughs) outcome of that game was not... That call contributed to it, but it did not decide the outcome of the game to me. The The Chiefs were driving. They were controlling the clock. They, you know, I... I really feel like the Chiefs were already on their way to sealing the game up. They were going to – Philly would have had some time on the clock. They would have had some time left. But it, to me, it, it didn't make that much of a difference. Do you, do you feel the same way? No, because this was the Eagles game to lose. And you can't go in the locker room with a 10-point – advantage and come out and lose again that that was on the eagles that's that showed a lot of but i think part of it was nick sirianni's coaching inexperience to match with a lot of the eagles inexperience too because a lot of these Eagles players weren't with the eagles back in five five years ago back in 2018 yeah, when, they won. when yeah. they won their super bowl i think only a handful were left from that team fletcher cox was one of them jason kelsey was one of them so it's on. It's on the Eagles. This is on the Eagles. This is squarely on the Eagles. It's not. It's not on the officiating. Yeah. It's not in the NFL for the turf. This is on the Eagles, and it's well, going to yeah. haunt them until September. But that that was kind of. I think we're making the same point, but we're doing it in different ways. I was yeah. basically saying you can't blame the officiating because the Chiefs' experience. They were already controlling the clock at the end of the game. They were already on their way. To, they were gonna. You just had the feeling that they were gonna put that ball in the end zone and leave the Eagles with not much time on the clock. I mean, the one thing where I forget the player was it Pacheco who was running and he slid. He slid short yes. of the goal line. That was Pacheco. Take, he slid. To, he slid. He slid down at the, I think the two or the one yard line. He's, yeah. He just, that's a yeah. smart play. Yeah. And he's that, a rookie, and he's a rookie. That's the thing, though. He's a rookie. Yes. And he knew to make that play. Yes. But and and that's. But that's the playoff experience, you know, whether he's and it could have just been his decision. And he's he's studied up on his film. He's really he really uh, is a student of the game. And he and he thought of that all on his own or could have been 
could have been uh, coaching. They could have gotten his ear and said, hey, if we get close to the goal line, don't score because we don't want to give this high-powered offense time. You know, But either way, the Chiefs, I think you're 100% right. I think the, play, the, the, the inexperience of the Eagles – Key key players in the Eagles in this in this type of environment cost them a little bit because the only time we've seen leads evaporate like that previously in recent recent memory were both by Dan Quinn led defenses and the one of them I don't want to talk about. <laughs> I don't think Kevin Wilson wants to talk about it either. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But for the most part, you're 100 percent right. You can't go in at halftime with a lead like that and and completely let it go down the stretch because when it became clear that the chiefs had made adjustments and what wasn't working in the, in the first half for them was now working in the second half. It is on, it is on the coaching staff of the Eagles to then counter adjust and figure something out. And I have, I have no doubt that Nick Sirianni is capable of doing so. He has proven, he has proven uh, that he is a competent head coach just maybe I'm sure he'd love to have he'd love to have some things back. Yeah. And, you know, I, I got to give another shout out to a couple of players, the, the tight ends for both teams. Dallas Goddard, Travis Kelsey making plays. Kelsey wasn't really a factor in the second half because they had because the Chiefs had kind of switched up to more of a running scheme. Yes. Uh, the first you can you can see it in the third quarter, their first three, four plays were running plays. Uh, you had that catch by actually did have that catch by Kelsey who saved that drive in the third quarter that first drive and the 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 play that got the chief that got the chiefs within within three was a running play and I I watched I remember watching the uh on the replay when Pacheco scored that touchdown lead blocking for him was McKinnon McKinnon was lead blocking for him and he's a tailback like like Pacheco so when you see when you saw the Chiefs were running were depending more of a running scheme and that set up that set up their passing game because usually their game it's the passing game set up the running game, but they decided to go old school for at least the first part of the third quarter, and they switch up to the to switch up to the run. We're eating up yards. Patrick Mahomes was the second leading rusher on the Chiefs. I think he yeah. had like, I think he had forty four yards, but a couple of scrambling plays kept uh, kept drives alive. Yes. And he had the big he had the big rush up the middle of the field there. I can't remember what what quarter that was. I think that was the fourth quarter. Fourth that was quarter, the, that was yeah. the, that was the drive that went up 35 uh 35-27. Yeah. Um and I I mean I thought it was going to be the reverse. I I thought Philly was going to run all over the Chiefs and they did run. They did run yeah. on them. They didn't they didn't do shabby, but it just wasn't the dominant uh performance that I thought it would be out of the Eagles running backs. No, you didn't see a whole lot of Miles Sanders in this game. No, you saw a lot of design runs for J- for for Jalen Hurts. Uh, you had some short runs by Kenneth Gain- Gainwell, but you didn't see a whole lot of Miles Sanders. His name was kept after the first drive. His name wasn't on the score sheet a whole lot. Mm-hmm. And I think that made a big difference for the Chiefs because. Because yeah, I mean the, the the previous two playoff games against the Giants and against the against the 49ers, they punched the other team in the mouth. Oh yeah, yeah they did, and that, the, you didn't see a whole lot of this in the game in this game uh, no. with the, with the Chiefs. No, but then again, I mean Jalen Jalen uh, for most of this game, Jalen did everything that they needed him to do and and mm-hmm. you know they were making it work other ways you know and and it just didn't they came up a little bit short but you know I know it I know it's tough in the NFL and you never know and pe- players like Dan Marino will be the first to tell you you never you never know how many Super Bowls you're going to get the chance to go to but uh the Eagles the Eagles are going to be a force to be reckoned with in the NFC for, for a while here. I mm-hmm. think they're, they're building something. And even though they lost both their coordinators today, uh, I think, I think Nick Sirianni is going to be able to keep the ship going, you know, no problem. Yeah, yeah absolutely. I think as long as they keep the core young, uh, they don't over, they don't stretch on overpaying some players. Uh, I know it's going to come up. It's going to come up eventually. I think Jalen yes. uh, Hurts is going to get himself, a lot is going to earn himself a lot of money, but 
if they play it smart, if, if Howie Roseman does what he's been doing and playing it smart and stretching for a big name player, but also trying to keep his costs down, this Eagles team is going to be, like you said, Dustin, this Eagles team, this Eagles team is going to be a force to rec- a force to be reckoned with in the NFC for a very long time. And you might see them in the Super Bowl again next year, or maybe yeah. next, or maybe another, maybe make another appearance in the next couple of years. So, I got one question for you, Dustin, and this has been kind of discussed on other talk shows. Okay. But I guess we'll also address it here. Yeah, why not? Are the Chiefs a dynasty? Uh, my Okay. I've, I've, <laughs> heard, I've heard this point. I've heard this point, and to me, to me, and um, I, got, I got to give credit to where it's due. I agree with this point. Um, they were talking about this this morning on ESPN and it was, uh, it was Kimberly Martin who said, in my opinion, they have to win another Super Bowl for it to be considered a dynasty. And I wholeheartedly agree with that. Yes, I agree. It's very impressive what they've done and they've gone to what? Five AFC championship games, five AFC championship games. They've been to three out of the last four Super Bowls. Yeah. But to me, as as far as I know, I can't think, and I could be, you know, we all know about some of the gaps in my knowledge of the of the major sports, but I can't think of a sport where any team that's been considered a dynasty hasn't at least won three championships in a short period of time. Mm-hmm. I, I, to me, it's that magic number three that needs to be, you know, you think of you think of. Uh, Obviously, the Patriots. We know they were a dynasty because they I had. I don't want to think about them. <laughs> they had that stretch. You know, the Yankees. The Yankees are another big example that comes up. Ninety-eight, mm-hmm. ninety-nine, two thousand, and let's not forget it. They won it in ninety-six. That's a dynasty. Okay. Yep. Um, but to me, you got to have three. So that's that's how I feel about it. Now they are. I think they could do it. I think they could become a dynasty uh, in very short. If they win one within the next two years, I would consider them a dynasty because that's that would be, I mean, who knows how many AFC championship games. And and outside of the Buffalo Bills and the Bengals, I mean, I, and I know football is going to change, but you have to think that the Bills, Bengals, and Chiefs are going to be battling atop the NFC. for. There's going to be a run where it's pretty much – you're gonna to have to beat one of those three teams to get there. Yeah, that's for sure. That's for sure. I, I mean, off the top of my head, I can think of uh, a bunch of dynasties over the past six or seven decades in the NFL: the '60s Packers, the '70s oh, yeah. Steelers, the '80s 49ers, the yep, '90s '90s, the teams. '90s Cowboys. Yes, we got to give them their due. Yeah, got to give them their due for sure. Um, the Patriots, as much as I hate to say it. Um, yeah, I mean those are the dynasties that you've seen in the in the NFL over the past six decades that have been they've been to they've been to multiple Super Bowls and they've won multiple Super Bowls or they've been to multiple NFL championships and they've won multiple championships. So I would agree if there there I mean and and actually Jeff in the chat makes a great point says how can two be a dynasty at this point we are yes. watering down the ward like so many others absolutely yeah. no i i for sure say i think i definitely agree you i think they were looking at dynasty because they've been to the super bowl three out of the last four times yes they've yes. won only that yes they've won two of those super bowls but to really be considered i think like i, I agree with you dustin i agree with jeff i agree with uh kimberly martin. what's her face martin yep. from uh from espn you gotta win three. I my New Jersey Devils, my favorite hockey team, New Jersey Devils, won three title, three Stanley Cups in eight years. Yeah, that's a dynasty. Yeah, Detroit, Detroit Red Wings won. Oh my gosh, yeah, three Stanley Cups in the same amount of time. That's a dynasty. Yep. Pittsburgh Pittsburgh Penguins won three or four Stanley Cups in the two thousands and the in the two, in the twenty teens. That's a dynasty. Tim Bay, Bay Lightning were, were one series away from becoming a dynasty in the 2020s. They still have, I think their windows starting to close a little bit, but at the same time, they could come back and win. They got that they're established for that. Uh, uh, they got a, a great uh, system in Tim Bay, and they also got a great minor league system too. So, but yeah, you have to win at least three titles to be considered a dynasty. Uh, 
San Francisco Giants. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Three titles in six seasons. That's a dynasty. Yeah. And I, I think uh man, I'm trying to I'm trying to do most of this happened before I was born, but my my beloved Oilers, I believe, they had their run yep. with the Stanley Cup in the, you know, uh, I think from like 80, to, the 1980s from yep, they won the they 80s. won in 83, 84, 85, 87 and 87 88 and 90 yeah so they won six they had, Stanley cups in that amount of time they had that period i think it was from 83 to 90 that they that's why they call them the dynasty years because mm-hmm. that was that was dominance you know yep yep and to me these chiefs it's very impressive it's extremely impressive but i think they got they got a little work to do to be considered a dynasty but here's the thing uh Patrick Mahomes is probably right now. I mean, who are you going to put? He's probably the best quarterback in the NFL at the moment. Who who would you put up against him? And 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 it's becoming more and more of a quarterback driven league. So if you have a quarterback, you have a shot. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Well, we're going to take one more short commercial break, and we'll do one more quick segment. Um, want to talk commercials? Sure, yeah. Yeah, we'll, All right, talk we'll talk some commercials. Versions. So we'll take a quick break from SeatGeek. Stay tuned. Hey, everyone. It's Ryan from No Credentials Required to talk to you about one of our newest partners at Belly Up Sports, SeatGeek. Yeah, live sports is great on television, but the feeling of being at the arena is a priceless experience. That's why our friends at SeatGeek are there to help you find the best tickets at the best prices. Not only can you get tickets to sporting events, but you can also get tickets to concerts, comedy shows, musicals, and more. Search for your desired event now at SeatGeek.com, enter promo code BellyUpSports at checkout, and you save 20 bucks off your first purchase. SeatGeek, life's an event. We have the tickets. That's right, folks. Get out there to a show. Get out there to a game. Get out there to a comedy act. Get out there to any event. I mean, it's wide open right now. So get yourself, go to go to SeatGeek.com, get yourself some tickets, Use promo code BellyUp and save 20 bucks off your first order. It's a great deal. You can't awesome. miss. Awesome. So let's talk about some Super Bowl commercials, Dustin. I know we've, it, was, it was kind of tough to, you know, being at your house and having the conversations we had. Some of the commercials were kind of hit and miss. I, yeah. I, you know, one thing I really miss about Super Bowl commercials is the humor. I mean, there's some yeah. lightly yeah. funny stuff, but nothing like that's laugh out loud or memorable. But in your no. mind, what were, some of the, what were some of the more memorable commercials, good or bad? Well, for me, it's only there's only really one that stands out and I'm with you. And I mean, I was expecting big things from Doritos because you remember those those late mm-hmm. 90s, early 2000s, like the Doritos commercials were like must watch. Yep. Um, but the only one that stands out to me is 2B TV, the one with the <laughs> rabbits kicking them down the rabbit hole that oh those things haunted me my nightmares uh, yeah (laughs) that was a people (laughs) you got these giant stuffed rabbits pulling people out of cars kicking them down holes that one made me that one is one that i'll remember and i'm like that's good marketing right there but man you actually looked it up because i was like i didn't know tubi had the scratch like that to go to to be (laughs) paying for super bowl spots but they're owned by by fox so that's that's how but uh, the rabbit hole one is really the only one that sticks out to me. You had the golf one with Tony Romo. I don't know if he was mm-hmm. trying to do some sort of like water boy imitation no, or what it was, was going uh, on. It was, a, it was a Caddyshack. Ah, Caddyshack. Yeah, that yes. makes sense. And he was that playing Bill Murray's character. Yeah. Yeah. The, 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 um, grounds, the groundskeeper. But I'm with you. The rabbit hole one is the only one that I really, really remembered. Um, and part of that could be because I was up and down all around, but yeah, I, I, the rabbit hole was it. How about, how about you? Were there any that really fell on their face or any that you could really remember? The, the two, well, I, the one that I, I remember pretty well was the, uh, towards at, right after the game ended with Bush, uh, it's Sarah McLaughlin uh, saying, I'm Sarah McLaughlin. You help these wonderful animals. And all of a sudden you hear Bush. <laughs> open this guy opened the beer can. He says, uh, you know, it's a wolf, right? And she says, 
That's <laughs> uh, not bad. The two that kind of fell on their face for me were the the um the Remy Martin commercial where Serena Williams was oh, basically yeah. reciting Al Pacino's locker room speech from any given Sunday. And the Google Pixel commercial. You know who would have loved that phone? Stalin. <laughs> oh, oh, this is great. I can move the people from the back. I can move the these people from my photo. <laughs> he would have yeah. loved. He would have loved that Google Pixel. Yeah, that one went on too long. Too, I it thought did. it was very long. Yeah. Well, Google has the scratch to pay for that long. Oh, they do. Too. Yeah, they could. They could. The, they could pay for the, the one prevalent uh, product. You saw over and over again were the electric cars, and that got a bit of annoying. Yes, yeah, that I, you know, I agree with. Electric cars are everywhere, and we get it; they're the wave of the future. But yeah, it was just keep, you know, yeah, you, you have to wonder how it is. Oh, oh, I will say honorable mention just because I did not expect it, but it was lovely to see Michael Keaton return as Batman. In a commercial, uh, it was the, the Flash. It was the, yeah, it was the the trailer for the Flash. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was great, and I remember they even had the '90s Batmobile in there. So it yes. was it was a little it was a little nostalgic for me, but it didn't nothing really wowed me. Not like it used to. I mean, you used to be talking about the commercials the next day. Oh, remember this one? Remember that one? Mm-hmm. It's not like that. It hasn't been no. like that. It seems like the I guess I before I think it seems like the humor has been kind of sucked out of it. You know, yeah. it's disappointing. Yeah. But I, I'm hoping that someday the humor will return and we'll get some really memorable laugh out loud commercials like we used to with uh, with Miller Lite, uh, full contact golf. Oh yeah, that was one of my favorites. <laughs> yeah, and I do have to say, I do have to say, I missed. You know, I'm not a fan of their beer, but I miss the presence of Budweiser at, 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 you know, with the Super Bowl. You know, sometimes they would do serious tone commercials with the Clydesdales. Other times it was, you know, they had the they had the frogs, which everyone remembers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They had, of course, the what's up. They had all yep. that. I, and they used to have the Bud Bowl with Bud Light Bud and, and Bud. You know, and Bud Dry at quarterback, yeah. the rookie quarterback, Bud <laughs> yeah. Dry. Yeah. <laughs> so I kind of, I kind of miss, I kind of miss it. Kind of. Yeah. Miss it. Although there is one commercial that stood out. It was a trailer for Air. Oh the, yeah, uh, yeah. About, about how Phil Knight got Michael Jordan to sign with Nike mm-hmm. instead so, of Reebok. Yeah. Yep. No, uh, it was yeah, it was against instead of Reebok. Yep. Yep. Okay. Yep. So we're gonna have to actually work. You know, before we before we sign off. We're going to address one thing. We're going to take a couple weeks off from the show, not because not because there's nothing to talk about, but because we've gone pretty much full tilt since September, without yeah. a whole lot of stops in between. And I think it just be, would be appropriate time to just kind of recharge our batteries. And when we come back, we'll be talking about. We'll, we're actually going to have a out a meeting outside of uh, outside of this space, mm-hmm. and we're going to talk about what we're going to do for the rest for. Things leading up to football season. Uh, we might be covering baseball. We'll be doing some movie reviews. Uh, air. We're gonna feel, we're definitely gonna review air. I forget when that's coming out. I think it's coming out in April. If I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I think so. I think so. I have to okay. look. Have to look at that. But but we'll also do some other sports movie reviews. Uh, sports movies that neither of us have seen, or maybe one of us has seen, the other one hasn't seen. Uh, so we'll do some of that. We'll get into baseball. Spring training starting soon. Mm-hmm. Um, and we'll think about some other evergreen content we can deliver to you, uh, to your, to your earballs and eyelids. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> up until, sure. up until, up until when football starts. And we'll be keeping up with free agency and things like that. And if something sure. happens with one of our teams, you know, we're going to rant about it, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> how about, how about just a real quick, how about the Raiders? They thought they were, you know, Raiders fans are out here like, oh, we're going to get a draft pick for Derek Carr. They, they released Derek And it Carr. turns out Derek Carr was like, nah, uh, yeah. you released me. I don't want to yeah. go. I don't want to go to these. You don't have to give me up for these teams. I'm just going to go. I'm just going to walk and see what I can get. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Oh, goodness. It's a baller move by Derek Carr. It's a baller off. move. Good for him. Good for him. 
So we're going to take care of things on our side. We're going to sign off a little bit earlier. Like we, I mean, it's not the two hour marathon, almost two hour marathon we had on Saturday. I know. Thanks got, to Cole we, and Jared for coming. Yes, out today. absolutely. Absolutely. Shout out to Cole and to Jared for being there for a very long time. Uh, but it was a fun show. Cole enjoyed it himself. I enjoy myself. Dustin, I'm sure you enjoy yourself. And oh, I yeah. did Jared. So, but before we go, we've got to take care of some business. Remind you about our socials on Twitter, Instagram, and they're very rarely used TikTok at NoCredsREQ, Facebook.com forward slash NoCredsREQ, YouTube.com forward slash at NoCredsREQ. If you're watching on the replay, do us a favor, smash that like button, smash responsibly. <laughs> on the podcast side, subscribe to the podcast. Megaphone is our home base, but you can also find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Spreaker, Google Play iHeartRadio, wherever you podcast, whatever podcast platform you subscribe to, subscribe to the podcast there. Rate and review, five stars is preferred. If you give us a five-star review, that'd be awesome. And if you can review on your preferred platform, do us a favor and review there. We might even read it on the air. So for my broadcast partner, Dustin, Henry, my name is Ryan McCarthy. We've been the hosts of No Credentials Required, where you don't need the press a press pass to talk sports. We are presented by Belly Up Sports in association with Godzilla Media. I forgot to add one more thing, Dustin. Oh, we gotta give a big congratulations to the CEO, CFO, and COO of Godzilla Media, oh. Tom Gaslowski, on the birth of his new son, Wes. That was last week. So oh, congratulations, hey, congratulations to Mr. and Mrs. Gaz. For welcoming their second child into the world, uh, big is big boy too. I think nine pounds. I think he said nine pounds was his uh, birth weight. Over nine oh, pounds. Wow. So he's wow. a Wes is a big boy. Yeah, maybe but, he's a future six seven quarterback. You never know with a <laughs> with a rocket arm. With a rocket arm. <laughs> but we want to give our congratulations to guys. But in the meantime, thank you for watching or listening. We will let you know what our next broadcast is. But in the meantime, be safe out there. Have fun, watch all the sports, and we'll talk to you again next time. All right. Goodbye, everybody, for now.